Sharks win the draw. Ferraro to the right. Tipped on goal from a point shot. And the save and a rebound is put in. Come on! Sharks in the offensive zone right wing. Gambrell put it toward the net. Out in front. Theodore. Now it's a diving stop by Flurry! Oh my goodness! Noah Gregor at a wide open cage. Flurry somehow reacted. Dove back to his left. Got there just in the nick of time. Like he teleported. Just my Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Always making me feel like a terrible dad, uh, dog dad. So, Golden Knights won last night. They're in the playoffs for sure. You ready to give out some grades, Ed? Oh, why not? Let's go. This is always a great segment. Grainy's grades. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Grace, Grace. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Grainy's Graves. All right, the first topic. UNLV Lady Rebels head coach, Lindy LaRock, Siren Crank. B pass. B pass. So a couple things here. Uh, you know, it's always tough to be in front of a crowd, even if it's 4,000 people. You know, a little pressure, and everyone would feel it. That's, you know, everyone would be a little, uh, a little nervous. So, uh, you know, she cranked it up. Good for her. But the problem is the UNLV coaches she had to follow. So it's a, it's almost impossible to follow the nut jobs that were Arroyo and Osleberger when it comes to cranking the siren. Like, there's no way, I didn't think there was any way for anyone to follow that. They're completely out of their mind, those guys, when they rang the siren. So um, she can't get an A because we're basing it, I assume, on UNLV coaches. I mean, they're kind of all lumped in together. But I'm going to give her B, you know, B for effort, and I thought it was fine. It, there wasn't nothing much to it, so... Yeah, I mean, it was a solid B. Good for her. So I'm giving Lindy LaRock an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. You're so positive, because, Tyler, about the UNLV. Uh, that's about to change. Because <laughs> she did not go overboard acting like a crazed lunatic like Arroyo <laughs> and Otzelberger did. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but after Arroyo did that, he went 0-6. He hasn't won a game yet. After Otzelberger did that, he left the school after two seasons, the second in which he didn't even have a winning record. So the coaches that went absolutely nuts doing this, it hasn't been very good since then. So Lindy the Rock being a, mm. a little more calm and not being a crazed lunatic, it's a good thing. Don't don't yeah. follow in the footsteps of the mm. people that failed. I'll say this. It'd be tough to ask Osler your comment there because he's gone. And it'd be tough to ask Arroyo because why open spring practice to the media? Next! Asterisk. <laughs> All right. The next topic is Mark Andre Fleury's save on Noah Gregor. Uh, okay. 
I have to go C. C. So, oh, that, so greater, that, well, Dave Shane said this last night, and I'll uh, I'll consider this. Um, the pot, the ice might have been not been great because, as Dave Shane tweeted, it appeared like there were a lot of weird bounces of the puck, and not, not much was clean. So, I I don't know if I'm blaming it on the ice, but he didn't get a great like you know a clean shot at it. I think the puck might have actually been still bouncing because it wasn't you know a really hard shot where he probably would have scored, and he he didn't have a clean shot. Again, the other thing is, as Marc-Andre Fleury comes sliding across, you've said it a million times, like, lift the puck! Like, he still shot it right into the guy's stomach. It's like, I, I, you, let me flail across. I've got a, I've got a decent chance. You've got a decent chance. It just kind of hits us. Uh, so, you know, I would have preferred he not only slid across, but just for whatever reason, did the big, like, windmill just to, like, laugh. We could laugh about it, even though you wouldn't have needed to do it at that point. But I'd like to see it because, you know, the craziness that happens when he lifts his arm. Um, but I got to go see here because I don't think it was a really hard shot and in terms of, you know, in terms of power. And, two, it kind of just hit him in the stomach. C. Okay. So, Marc-Andre Fleury gets an A. A. Because oh, he's not positive for you. He dove face first into that, um, which is great. He threw his stick and dove face first. It was phenomenal. But Marc-Andre Fleury making, made that save not because Marc-Andre Fleury's good. Marc-Andre Fleury made that save because Noah Greger had the most incompetent shot on goal you will ever see in hockey. Because Noah Greger gets a puck pass to him with Marc-Andre Fleury out of position and Greger is standing about a foot outside of the crease. For some reason, Noah Greger doesn't have his stick on the ice. So as the puck comes to him, he can't control it with his stick, and he has to use his foot to control the puck. Because he used his foot, it doesn't take the greatest bounce, and now he has to have it on his backhand instead of his forehand. But don't worry, Flurry's still out of position. Flurry is still not there to make a save, so he could have just backhanded it along the ice into the open net. But for some reason, Noah Greger decided, no, I need to get this to my forehand. So he takes even more time to get it to his forehand. And then once he gets it to his forehand, like you said, he can't get the puck more than six inches off the ice. So he shoots it straight into Flurry, who's diving across the ice. If he, A, has his stick on the ice, he can probably one-time it into the net. B, if he doesn't control it with his backhand, if he just shoots it, he scores anyway. And C, C, if he just elevates it once he gets it to his forehand, he scores. Three chances, and he screwed all three of them up. Unbelievable failure by Noah Gregor. He gets an F. F. All right. Next topic to grade. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, I got a tweet. I got a tweet. Don't go there. Our ice is the best in the league. Well, one, I don't know who are and we are. We don't do those deals. Uh, so it's the T-Mobile. Um, I was just going on the man I trust the most on this beat, David Shane, who mentioned that what he was watching last night it appeared there were a, too many crazy bounces to think the ice was perfect last night. Oh. Our and we do not enter this discussion. Next. Hold on. Could it be that, was it the official T-Mobile, like, account? No, <laughs> it was just, T-Mobile it was just appeared to be a fan. It just appeared to be a fan. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone should explain to him, you don't own that ice, and you don't make any money from yeah. it, so you have no ownership yes. whatsoever. Yes, that's right. And, unless don't you wear skates we. during game during the games, you have nothing to do with the outcome. The only time you'll hear we is when we're talking about this show. We do this. Other than that, I can't say that. Next topic. <laughs> 
Cassie Soto and the oh. in-arena proposal at T-Mobile Arena. Fail. This gets an F minus fail check minus. F minus <laughs> fail check minus. First of all, Bronco Mom deserves an F2. The continued nonsense <laughs> with this person searching for a ring and instead finding licorice to tie around her finger and, and make some kind of comment about I finally found my ring. I've gone from feeling sorry to the kid to really saying, look, it's it's over. This guy's not proposing. Can we just get on with life and just assume that there's no chance this is ever happening? So, you know, I've gone from really feeling bad for the kid to saying, you're going over the top now. You got Bronco mom involved. You got the other two sisters involved with this nonsense. I've got pictures of this. I got pictures of Cassie looking at candy, which was very strange. I don't know what that had to do with anything. And then Jared and I both commented on when she wrapped a piece of red licorice around her finger and said she found it. This is it's embarrassing at this point. I am going to give Cassie Soto an A plus. Oh, when did you become a so positive plus. about anything Golden Knights? Because Cassie Soto is so desperate to get engaged that <laughs> she was at a Golden Knights game as a fan and saw somebody else get engaged, and Cassie Soto left her seat to go track these poor people down and force them to take a photo so she oh. could tweet it out. And that if that is in the field journalism, if I've ever seen well, it, even if it's just her wanting to get yeah. as close to somebody else's engagement as possible, an A-plus for Cassie Soto. A-plus. I'd give her a higher grade if there were 16,000 people there and she could track them down. It's socially distanced. You, you, get a, <laughs> you, you look over and you're like, hey, those are people, I'll walk over and see them. I mean, it, yeah, let's not give her too much credit. All right. Was she there for Raiders.com or was she a fan? Uh, GoldenKnights.com now. Okay. Um, next topic to grade is Mark Stone's power play goal. A solid C for two reasons. I'm going to C. average out. I'm going to average out an A and an F. Um, the A comes from Mark a. Stone because once again he's just sitting by the crease and they pass it to him. He wraps it around. We've seen this before, by the way, and because we've seen this before. San Jose gets an F because, like, is the video department at San Jose taking a vacation? Did you not see what he did, like, the last game? Does anyone watch film? I think if the guy's planted where he's planted, and I'm I'm defending the crease and I'm there, and I think one was Burns, I might think, oh, yeah, we probably saw this on film this morning. He might try the wraparound. So Stone gets an A because he did his job and – I think he's got like he's. I think he's finally overcome Cody Glass for the power play goals on this team. Um, (laughs) But then. San Jose gets an F because it's like, we just saw this. Can someone watch film? It was the same exact play. Mark Stone standing by the post. And for some reason, the San Jose penalty kill decided, Mark Stone right next to our goalie. We don't need to cover him. It was even the same exact people, Theodore and Pacioretty, that got the assist on the goal. Everything was the same as the goalie scored Monday night on the power play. And I can't figure out if you're the Sharks. I know you're killing a penalty. You have one less man on the ice. Mark Stone next to the net is the guy you cover. That is number one priority of who you cover. I don't know why he would be the one you leave open. Leave Leave Petrangelo by himself at the blue line. You'll survive well, that. Yeah, if you'll, if you'll do that, he'll shoot it over the net. I mean, you've got you know, a better chance. <laughs> All right. Next topic is the Golden Knights clinching the first playoff spot in the NHL. Well, this is the first time I'm with you today. A plus, A plus. A plus, A plus. It's not about who you play. You get it done. You, can't, you don't make the schedule. Four straight. Um... 
for the you know saw on this uh, the uh, Twitter this morning a couple people saying boy this this might have been the first year people thought they'd make it it usually takes three to four years I was Foley's comment playoff in three cup and six I forget that comment yes. kind of became yeah, like okay playoff in three cup and six so they, look you have to give them an A They're, they've been in the playoffs four straight years I know they're playing in a division this year that's lacking somewhat in ability but they have the best record in hockey and you know yeah they have to get an A they're in the playoffs the first team to clinch asterisk. Um, I'm going to give them an incomplete. Incomplete. Because making the playoffs was a foregone conclusion when the season started. They could have they could have just declared they clinched a playoff spot after game one, and it would have been perfectly fine. But I am going to give myself an A+. Plus. A+. Uh, plus. Because this is one of my favorite stats. Since 1994, the Golden Knights and the Raiders now have the same amount of playoff appearances uh, yeah. with four. Uh. Check. Plus, I saw I saw that tweet last night. I saw that tweet last night. I saw the tweet last night and wondering if we still had jobs this morning. But anyway, um, I, <laughs> hey, yeah, only, that that was a good. That, only Cassie Soto works for Raiders.com. That's right. Uh, yeah, look, you are factually correct in that tweet, so no one can say anything. You are factually correct. You are not making anything up, and you're not uh, trying to embellish the situation. So that tweet is 100 percent correct. I mean, the good news is, is it's definitely not the most embarrassing Raiders-related tweet of this week. So, well, not coming certainly up not next. one. Certainly not one you've done. Coming up next. Oh, you guys get ready. More soccer. Bischoff's briefs. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Bischoff's briefs. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Bischoff's Briefs. Demand to see life's manager. Bischoff's Briefs. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons! You're gonna get some more soccer. Um, And right now, apparently, there is a... Fan forum happening for Arsenal, and Josh Kroenke is the representative for his dad, Stan Kroenke, the owner, who is at this fan forum. And one of the fans said to him, do you not understand English football? You do not interact with fans. You have no clue. English football is clearly not for you. You should leave. I mean, oh god, I I muted myself. What? <laughs> They're not wrong? <laughs> Are they not it is wrong? just phenomenal to me <laughs> that a fan has said that directly to the owner's face or the owner's son's face in this scenario. Well, because, that's cool though. Like, you never get that. Right. Imagine saying that to anybody else. It's also funny that Stan Kroenke sends his son to do this and Stan Kroenke yes. doesn't do it himself. Um, but if you're unaware, uh, Stan Kroenke and and Walton Kroenke, yes, Walmart Kroenke, that's Josh Kroenke's parents. So he is not only in line to, like, take over Walmart, he's yep. also in line to take over all of Stan Kroenke's sports teams, which are the Nuggets, the Avalanche, Arsenal, the L.A. Rams, and somebody else, like the Colorado Rapids. Like, Josh Kroenke, both of his parents have massive wealth, massive oh, assets man. that he will one day take over. Yep. And I have... Zero uh, pity for him getting roasted by Arsenal fans right now. Also, so that's phenomenal. 
is his only qualification to appear before those fans. My daddy owns the team. I mean, I think so. And to to be fair to him, he appears before them and the, his father does not, despite his father being the owner of the team. Like, he's like the sacrificial lamb. Like, he's, he's probably more in line to own the team than his father is because he actually goes to these events, unlike his father, who actually owns the team and never goes to anything like this because, God forbid, somebody say something mean to Stan Kroenke to his face. Um, okay. What Bischoff's Briefs is actually going to be about today is... Wait, that, was, that wasn't that was Bischoff's Briefs? No, that was just a fun oh, little tweet okay. I saw. Yeah, All right. No, no, okay. you, get, you get more soccer, Ed. You can't get enough of it. Uh, because... Ed, I can mute you or you can mute yourself. It's your call. <laughs> no, I just did it. I just okay. did it. One, two, three. Because the Super League is gone, but the Champions League next year, well, not next year, in a couple of seasons, is going to look a lot like the Super League. So the Super League was going to take 20 teams in European soccer, have them play in like a regular season type setup, and that would have replaced the Champions League, at least in their mind it was going to. Part of the problem with that, or the main problem with that, is that 15 teams were going to be guaranteed a spot in the Super League every single season, no matter how good they were. Unlike the Champions League, where you gain entry by being one of the best teams in your domestic league. In England, for example, the top four teams go, and... Right now, Tottenham is sixth in the Premier League. If they do not finish in the top four, they will not go to Champions League next season. But with the Super League, Tottenham was going to be guaranteed a spot in the Super League no matter how good they were. That is the main thing people hated. However, the Champions League is changing formats And currently, the Champions League has a group stage. The top two teams from each group advance to a knockout stage. And their new format, instead of having group stage, they're going to play a regular season league setup, a lot like the Super League was going to do. And the simple reason for that is that the Champions League wants more games so they can get more money, just like the Super League teams wanted more money. The Champions League is saying, we want more money, so we're going to create more games, even if it's a completely different format. But even better than that, the main reason everyone hated the Super League was the guaranteed spots to all these teams. The new Champions League format is going to have two spots reserved every season to put in teams that did not qualify for the Champions League through normal ways. So a team like Tottenham, who is currently sixth in the Premier League, they could still qualify for the Champions League the next season simply because their name is Tottenham and not because they actually earned it with how they performed the previous season. So the two main complaints of the Super League were the guaranteed spots and they were greedy just looking for money. And now the new Champions League format is doing the same exact thing. Everyone can be mad at the Super League. It's a bad idea. It's not a good thing for the sport of soccer. But all it's done is brought to everyone's attention and smacked them in the face that every other part of European soccer is the exact same way. They're greedy. They want money and they want guaranteed spots. And they're, they they keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. It's not going to change just because the Super League is gone. All important stuff. Uh <laughs> If you if you were and you just said a lot of things, I always wondered about this with you because you got like you already you know I think there's a Roma game on here in about six seconds that you'll be off. To oh, that's right. Um, good good reminder. If, I got to yeah, pull that up. Yeah, you got to pull that game up. Uh, <laughs> if you were in charge of world soccer 
for one day. You only had one day. I'll actually just give you like a half hour because Lord knows we don't want you thinking about this for an entire day. You were in charge for one half hour. Name the top three things you would change about soccer in the world, no matter the league, no matter whatever. Oh, that is a good question. Okay. Ooh. What would I want to do with yeah. soccer? Three things okay. you can change in a half an hour. Okay. So number one is we've got to do something to make Major League Soccer in the United States a bigger Ooh. player in Ooh. international soccer. Because right now, Major League Soccer is kind of becoming like a farm league for European teams because good players, oh yeah, they they are in the Major League Soccer, but they end up getting bought when they're 21 years old and they have their best career over in Europe. So I think I think what I would do is I would take all the teams in the world. This is going to be a nightmare for travel, but we're going to invent time travel while we're doing this. All the teams in the world are now in one big pyramid, and we have a league at the top that is the. It's not the top teams in Europe or Americas or Asia. All the top teams in the world are in this, and then you have a second and third division and so on. So instead of having it all broken up, there is one like Premier League. And so it'll be teams from Spain, teams from England. If there's a team from Australia that's really good, if there's a team from Brazil that's really good, there's a team from the U.S. that's really good, they'd all be in this top league, and you can earn promotion and relegation all the way through. That's it? That's number one. I, I was not oh, ready God, to, oh, God. No, to no, fix no. all but, of soccer. Yeah, the, but you still got it, it sounds like you still got like twenty six minutes left. Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's gonna take a lot to get any of that yes. done. But that is absolutely number one. Let's see. Number two would be broadcasting of soccer. Uh, we are going to put them all on the same channel slash network. Uh, because right now you got to have uh, ESPN and Fox Sports and NBC Sports and to watch all the soccer in the world, uh, which means you got to pay for Peacock with NBC. You got to pay for uh, ESPN Plus with ESPN. ESPN's done a lot. They've got a lot on ESPN Plus, but they don't have the Champions League. And they, oh, and you got to get CBS for the Champions League. They don't have the Champions League and they don't have the Premier League, which are the two most popular ones. We're going to have that all in one place. So you can watch every game for whatever one monthly price you pay instead of having to buy Peacock and ESPN Plus and CBS All Access or whatever the hell CBS is on. Can you imagine, given how long, and I'll, I'll bring the Dodgers into this because that was a big story, right? The last several years in Vegas, can't watch Dodger home games, can't watch Dodger games. They can now, but the, 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 the cable companies just held out. It was completely stupid. And remember, Cox, I think, was the last one in on the Golden Knights. As popular as soccer is, by far the most popular sport, globally can you imagine if just one cable company ruled all of it and they you had to hold out to how much you'd have to pay to watch that i mean the amount of money they could charge that people would pay if it was just on one station would be hilarious i mean mean, you put me in charge you put me in charge so i'm we're we're, they're they're max allowed to charge 4.99 per person no more it's okay but well also if it's everyone buying the same app all of a sudden, that deal with TeamOneSports.com is going to be like, oh. you're going to make a ton of money. <laughs> Team One Sports, the home oh. of UNLV football and every soccer <laughs> game in the world. It's going to be great. Yes. Uh, uh, it'd be all phenomenal. Right. You, got one, you got one more. Um, I would implement robot referees. VAR. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, VAR has kind of been a nightmare in England this year, but I would implement robot referees and, uh, we would have, we would have no, no more human error here. 
So I, I, I need time travel and I need really good robots here to get any of this done. So I might be like a hundred or 200 years early, but these are, these are my changes. When he called a foul, could he like light up yellow or red? When yes, he, oh, the whole the whole instead of does. instead of like walking yes. in and handing like handing a card out of his robot pocket, yeah, like he would just ins- push a button and he'd be yellow or red. Yeah, the That'd entire robot turns a color and yes, runs up to the yes. player. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> that, those would be my changes. Um, so yeah, I, I think I just fixed the wow. entire sport. Thank yes. you. I appreciate yeah, that. Well, why not? All right, coming up next. I didn't, find- I didn't know what the hell you were talking about beforehand, so I just threw that out there. Coming up next, we find out how J.R. Starkis would fix high school baseball. Oh, here we go. It was exciting to get the go-ahead to come back to the baseball field for the boys. It was exciting for me to drop my son off and say, hey, I'll see you in four hours for for practice. But due to a positive COVID-19 test last week, the baseball diamond will remain empty. Parents Tara Gaber and J.R. Starkis are frustrated with the district, saying the student in question had no symptoms and retested negative twice just days later. What is it about this test the school is administering that is the end-all be-all? Why, after two negative tests, can, can they not uh, you know, take a look at it at least? And, and say, hey, listen, maybe we had a false positive. They can return on day eight, but by that point, Starkis says the team will already miss another game and crucial practice time. The 12-game season seems to be cut down already to like six or eight games just because of one test. Ready for the weekend? Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkis. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Uh, I mean, it's Dr. Starkus. Welcome aboard at JR Starkus on Twitter. He's big-timed us for TV. This is He's big-timed us. He's on TV wow. now. He's a county executive, something players, Wine Spirits, Nevada, and TV star. He's now a doctor because he's telling everyone how the pandemic works and, you know, one <laughs> test here and there. Uh, we need this guy in the NHL to get Colorado back on the ice, even if anyone's positive. Uh, it's just, y- y- you've gone over the edge now. We're turning on television stations, and you're on there complaining about this. Uh, I-, I know you're going to back yourself up here, but we're, we're, all really, we're all really worried about you. you- you've taken a big plunge here. Nope, nope. Uh, I absolutely am backing myself up, and I'm backing up the youth athletes that are playing high school sports. It's not just baseball. It's all high school sports. I am fighting for them 100%. I have their back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jared, let me just say I'm a little disappointed that during that interview you didn't drop a hashtag out out loud, like just so people could know to tweet that hashtag. You know, it's funny. uh, I, I had several text messages from people that texted me on the side and said, they were surprised I didn't drop an f bomb. They were surprised I didn't. <laughs> I had all kinds of stuff, and I was like, "No, I'm, 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 I'm a firm believer in you know you catch more bees with honey." And so I'm being very respectful. Um, I, I figure, you know, if I if I get if I let you know, it's it's evident that I'm and not just myself. Many of the parents are very upset. Um, but if you go and scream at them, you're never going to get a, a a reply. So I'm trying to be very civil. Um, and um, I think I'm, I think I'm doing a good job about it. I mean, I'm just waiting for a reply, um, which I have sent several emails and not re- received a reply at all. And they've all been very nice emails. Hello, good evening. You know, no, no, uh, no negative tone. Just questions. So just questions. <laughs> here's the thing: you've got as much chance of getting a jar response as Soto does getting engaged. So you better knock that off the table right now. You've absolutely no chance of this Jara guy getting back to you because you've just been out of control on Twitter and with the emails. You've been categorized in his office as one of the loons. Like, you're in the loon packet. We'll get to that guy in about a year. 
So yeah, yeah, uh, have you heard from anybody or do they all think you're a little off kilter? Like Clark County, has anyone ever gotten back to you on this? Uh, so we did hear back from one of the trustees this morning, and all she said was um, the the school district is following the governor's orders. And, okay. Um, and, and so, but I, I, I replied in kind, and I said, okay, well, I don't think you're necessarily understanding our question. The, the issue isn't with testing. The parents aren't frustrated that the kids necessarily have to be tested. The kids, the parents are frustrated that, you know, it was, uh, this is a new technology that is being used for the schools through the school district. It's some sort of um, uh, saliva test that's being done that the school district has a contract with this particular testing. Okay. When there is a false, when there's a positive, uh, they say everybody immediately quarantines for the entire thing, coaches, players, everybody. So um, everybody has to quarantine for 10 days. Um, so they go to quarantine this particular young man, who I still don't know who it is necessarily because I'm not supposed to know who it is. Coaches can't tell you who it is, but they have they these, these parents have gone and taken their child to get at least two, and I've heard a third one now um, test, and they've all come back negative. Parents are just saying, "Hey, school district, if you have a positive test, and then there are three subsequent negatives, why aren't you at least considering the fact that your test could have been a false positive?" If that's the case, let the kids back on the field. He's not showing any symptoms. Nobody has it. All the kids around him, there are 40 kids out there, 39 of them tested negative, one tested positive, and then he went and got two, at least two more that I'm aware of, negative tests after. So that, that's where the concern lies. Um, the other concern lies with, okay, well, why is it just the athletes that are having to be tested? You don't have to test to go back to school, sit in class, go to campus. Why, what is it about the, 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 the athletes in particular that make them have to test every single week? Right? Why ten days? So there's a, so many questions. I mean, I can go, I can take up the whole segment with questions that I have. But my, my first and more my first question that I would like to have answered, and I know a lot of parents would like to have answered, is why is this test, whatever it is, the end all be all? What is it that makes it so significant that you won't even consider another alternate test, a second opinion from you know Care Now or whomever they go to to get their their um, their COVID test that shows that they're negative. Why won't they consider so, that? That's the concern. So you're you're not at all worried your wife has checked your son into like a holiday inn for two weeks? No, no, he's upstairs. He's <laughs> he, no, he, they're they're uh, they're they're good to go. I mean, they're they're both, everybody's on like a lot of people are on the same page. Some um, I don't know of any of any parents um, or or parents of athletes that are you know comfortable with these decisions that are being made. Um, I just know that some of us, uh, you know, myself included, obviously feel more comfortable speaking out. Some people just are shy about radio or shy about TV cameras. Um, so, you know, the, you know, they, I, I was kind of unofficially or officially made the spokesperson. So when channel eight reached out and channel 13 reached out and channel three reached out, they were all, asked, Hey, Jared, can oh. we, can we, can we send them to you? I was like, yeah, oh. sure. Have them send them to me. So that's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> And I, I gotta, I gotta tell you. I know you'll be disappointed in me. <laughs> Jr. convinced me. He's got, he's got some really good points. Right. Yeah. And, I'm and, and that's all. I mean, that's all we're looking for is, is, and all I'm looking for is an answer to it. If you can give me, like, a thoughtful, intelligent answer to why this is, then you know, I, I'll, I'll take a seat. 
right? I'll no chance. Piece, but no chance. No, no, no chance that this Jara person can give you an answer that is thoughtful, knowledgeable, educational that you're going to accept at this point. I'm looking at a picture of you in the middle of a Home Depot, standing on scaffolding with your arms spread out. This just in: you're not a shy person, man. There's no chance Jara can give you any explanation that you're going to accept at this point. Zero. Uh, uh, listen, I, I just need I just need whoever is listening to know that I'm willing to have an adult conversation. I'm not. I'm not going to be like a losing my mind guy. I will. I will have an opinion. I will listen to yours. I would like to have a conversation, um, and I just like to know what the legitimate reasoning is. And the the thing that I think though is that there isn't one, um, and so they continue to fall back on we're following the governor's orders. Well, that's fine, but they uh, when we've looked deeper into that, and not me, but there there's a. I'm sure I've talked about this before. There's a humongous Facebook group. Um, I'm not, I don't have Facebook, so my wife and some of the other parents have it, and they inform me. But there's a big Facebook group of, not, of parents that also looking into this from other angles. And behind the scenes, the school district is all pointing fingers at each other. Oh, it's Jara's decision. No, it's the district decision. No, it's the governor's decision. No, it's the mayor's decision. So they're all pointing fingers at each other. Uh, meanwhile, we have youth athletes that are losing baseball games and, and um, not getting to play. And it's a, it's it's uh, it's terrible. It, it frankly is really terrible. Here's the challenge. Can you do a drink in three minutes? Yes. Ready? <laughs> when is my timer start now? Yep. Right okay. now. Go. Right now. Super great. I, so I made this drink the other day. I actually made it for my wife. Uh, and I was like, man, this is this is really good. And I wanted to, I was playing around with the new product, Tangeray Sevilla Orange. So Tangeray's released a new uh, gin uh, that has some Sevilla orange flavors to it. And when you look at the gin, it's actually got an orange hue to it as well. Um, so I wanted to make a drink kind of following along the summertime and the spritz cocktails with five simple ingredients, all things that you should have at your home. I've talked about before, low alcohol, spritz style, perfect for the warmer weather like we've kind of been on this theme. So you're going to take like a large glass, could be a Collins glass, could be like a large wine glass like I've used before, fill it about three-quarters of the way with ice. You're going to use three-quarter ounces of the Tangeray Sevilla orange, and you're going to use three-quarter ounces of Campari. Uh, you're going to put those ingredients over ice first because you're going to use your ice to help dilute the drink. So you're no shaking, no, no, no straining, none of that stuff. So after you add that, you're going to add two ounces of fresh orange juice. This is fresh-squeezed orange. It's about the juice of one orange. You do not – don't buy the juice from the store even though it says fresh on the carton. Squeeze an orange. And then take a quarter ounce of honey syrup. <laughs> squeeze an orange. It's 50 cents. And then you need a quarter ounce of honey syrup, or it could be agave nectar, something to give you a little bit of sweetness. If you use honey, you're going to need to thin it out with a little bit of water. So one-to-one, equal parts water and honey, but a quarter of an ounce or a quarter of an ounce of agave nectar. And then your final ingredient will be uh, the grapefruit hefeweizen I've spoke about a few times. It's called Schoferhofer. It's low alcohol, about 2%. Tastes like fresh grapefruit juice uh, uh, with carbonation and a little bit of yeast. It's beautiful. It's so good. You're going to top your drink with about four ounces of that, stir it all together with a bar spoon, garnish with an orange wheel, and then sit back and crush them all day long. Are you going to put this on Instagram? Yes, it'll be on Instagram in about 10 minutes. Good, because I've got to be honest, the last three three minutes, I have no idea what you just said. So, get to... (laughs) JR makes drinks on Instagram. It's Liquor World sponsoring What's on Tap every Thursday. Follow him on Twitter if you must at JR Starkus, key account executive, Southern Glazers Wine Spirits, Nevada. 
I don't wish you the best in this fight. I think you've completely lost your mind. Tyler's now on your side. Nope. Uh, me. Yeah, I am too. Team, team JR, so, let's yep. go, Starkus. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Team, two out of three. Team I'll scaffolding. Team if you scaffolding. hit two out of three, Starkus, you'll be pretty. You pretty. You have a pretty good career. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. See you next week. There he is. Ah, oh, Jesus. How about him? Channel eight. Channel three. Channel thirteen. <laughs> okay. ESPN coming also over to the house. No, my favorite in that whole thing was him uh, chastising people for buying fresh, like orange or lemon yeah, juice that was... instead of buying an actual, an actual. It says fresh on the bottle. Don't believe it. Uh, Buy an actual orange. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. Being a superintendent, you get you get a bunch of loons on a, a daily basis. You got to think, Jara. This is top three in his in his stack. Oh right now, Star- no doubt. He's got no it. doubt. Oh. His his uh, Starkus's emails go to a special <laughs> folder that they read just to laugh at night. That's where those go. No doubt about it. Those are those are definitely somewhere special. Those are getting pinned up on the. They print them out, put them on the bulletin oh, yeah. board, and absolutely laugh at them as they walk into work I'm, every day. I I'm a person who is not shy. Yeah, because I'm looking at you in Home Depot, standing on scaffolding with your arms spread out. This just in. You're not a very shy person. (laughs) You don't believe he'd sit down and shut up? (laughs) I want to know, was he on the scaffolding, saw the cameras, and almost broke his leg jumping off the sprint over? No, I'm sorry. If you're any sort of news person, you show up to do this story, you see a guy on scaffolding watching a baseball (laughs) game, and you go... All right, well, we're going to interview him. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes. All um, right. You got a chance to win a haircut. Boys 99 cuts and color. Are you telling me to wait? No, I was saying, I, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying wait for some reason. All right. Floyd's 99 cuts and color giving you a free haircut. You get not only a haircut, Hot lather neck shave, shoulder massage, plus a free massage shampoo. It's a $29 value. It's yours free from Floyd 99 Cuts and Color. We will take caller number three at 702-364-1100. That is 702-364-1100. If you want a free haircut from Floyd's 99 Cuts and Color. Hit like a bullet, fair past third. Royals win it. Perez comes through again in the clutch. He just hit a rope. Final score, 9-8 Royals. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Wait, was that a call of a of a final out of a game or a walk-off? Yes, that was a call. I don't even know what of, happened there. It, I don't even know what happened. It just it happened so quickly. And it was <laughs> it it it's still not my favorite. My favorite will always be and there it is. The Marlins have done the job. But it's <laughs> it's it's on the level of there's a walk-off, walk-off 9-8 win, and Salvador Perez has done it again. <laughs> like, I, like, there's a lot of baseball games. I get you don't have to be enthused about literally everything, but a walk-off hit should be a little bit more exciting than that. Uh, how old is the guy calling game for the Royals? Sounds like I'm he's 75. It. It's very important to find out. All right, Ed, I have a question for you. A soccer-related question for you. Um, We're going back to this. Of course, of course. So (laughs) a group of Manchester United fans broke into the Manchester United training facility today to protest them trying to leave for the European Super League. And they broke in, about 20 of them, 
And they actually got to talk to the manager. Now, the manager is not the guy who tried to put him in the European Super League. Right, right. But they they talked to the manager. And after talking to him, they just left. They said, all right. And they left. So the idea that we have seen. So, we, I mean, we've seen just this year uh, a team in France had their fans break into a facility and, like, nearly burn it down because they were playing poorly. We've seen uh, Chelsea and Liverpool fans, like, protesting outside of stadiums this week. Man United fans broke into their training facility. An Arsenal fan told their owner he needs to leave the team. Like, does that make soccer fans the best or the worst kind of fans? Oh, it has to be the best. If they're breaking in places to talk to people and are allowed to actually, and they actually succeed in getting through doors or however the heck they're breaking in, those are great stories. I mean, I'm just picturing if you're out at City National and you know how the media is socially distanced up at the top level, but you can see across, you can see in offices, and sometimes uh, GM, GM, former GM, GM, now Vice President George McPhee, will be sitting outside an office kind of watching. What, what are the odds if some guy broke through there that McPhee would be fainting over there? They'd have, to, they'd have to come to resuscitate him. If someone got within 10, minute, 10 feet of that guy to ask a question, are you kidding me? The media would be tweeting right away, McPhee is down. They are now, McPhee is down. Someone is running over to help them. Someone actually asked a question. I mean, yeah, I want to see more of this. I want to see people kind of, now I don't, I'm not supporting violence of any kind, but if they're just like the, it was a Man United, which one? Yeah. Man, Man United. Man United. Yeah. If they get in, and and this is the best part, like they probably went in angry and bitter and ready to like throw down and stuff. And they talk to the manager like, yeah, okay, thanks, Jimmy. And then they leave. Like if it, it's like that, <laughs> then I'm all for it. I think it's actually pretty funny. Um, Denny Matthews the, is the Royals play-by-play person. Yeah. He is seventy-eight years young. Oh, I thought it was like I thought it was like George. I thought it was like George Brett or something. Oh no, trust me, you do not want George Brett near a microphone. Well, I you, you I, don't want George Brett after the fifth inning. After what? when we're off the air, I'll tell you some George Brett around Kansas City <laughs> stories. That uh, yeah. And breaking news: Atlanta just took a one-nothing lead over Roma, Roma? in the twenty-sixth minute. Oh. You Atalanta. are one of the as better multitaskers I've met. You're a big multitasker. As, as it stands, Atalanta, second place in Serie A. How many TVs are at your house? Uh, in my house total? I only have three TVs yeah. in my house. But upstairs, I've got two TVs mounted on the wall next to each other. And then like, I'll have my tablet that I'll put a third game on if I need to. He also has a thing that he can extend the screen oh, on his laptop. Yeah, that's great. So I can, what? I, can, I have this uh, thing that attaches to the back of my laptop that has a second screen slide out. So I can have two screens on my laptop as well. Plus the tablet and then the two televisions. Yeah. And the phone. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't really watch anything on my phone, to be honest. Wait, so is yours a Mac or is it a different laptop? It's a Mac. Yeah, you. I could have something on my Mac where I get a second screen. Yeah, so it, like it uses magnets to stick on the back of your computer, and then it's just it's just a it's just a USB port. You just plug it into the USB, Jesus. and it plugs into the second screen. Wow! And it gives you a second screen. Yeah. So two, I two could. Minutes I, after this show, I'm clicking yeah. on Amazon. I haven't gone. Jeez. I haven't gone all out with all four, with two TVs, the second screen, and the tablet. I, I don't think I've done that, but I could. I probably should do that. That'd be a good. That'd be a good thing to do. This, this whole idea this thing, of no kids becomes clearer and clearer on a daily basis. Yeah, why would I want kids when I can have screens? <laughs> Give me the screens, not the kids. Oh, we're hey, we're almost off. <laughs>